For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-hosts Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another evening of Jaybird Watching, or I should say tonight's nickname, Three Craigs and a Jason. So, fellas, I'm just going to say uh, the ones that are in Oliver, British Columbia, how are we doing in the random hotel room with kids' little league camp? <laughs> well, it's uh, first of all, everybody, this is my buddy Craig Sterling, uh, one of the Craigs for tonight's uh, performance. Um, it's pretty awesome, dude. We, um, you know, we come up here every year. Uh, Marty Lean runs a camp up here, and, and, um, you know, it's there's a lot of ex um, MLB players and lots of guys who played on Team Canada and stuff like that. So, I mean, it is 41 degrees outside, so that isn't <laughs> cool. But um, you know, I think the kids really relish this experience. They get to sleep in a hockey rink for a week, and they get they, you know they smell like they're smuggling onions for a week, and you know, but it's it's a lot of fun. And and uh, you know, I big big shout out to BLE and and all the work they do with all the kids. So it's great, Craig. Eh? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm happy to be here. Love talking Jay, so I'll fit right in. A bunch of Craigs, and uh, Jay will be good. Good topic conversation. So, yeah, um, it's been great up in Oliver. Like Jay said, it's smoking hot outside. Uh, great experience for the kids. I think we're heading off to watch a game somewhat soon. So, yep. uh, yeah, looking forward to getting the podcast going. If we disappear, smoke that would be why. That's us going over to the field to watch yeah. a baseball game. As you <laughs> Justin smoke and head over the outfield fences. This is how it works. I get it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, well, and obviously the gentleman just south to me here are the tiles here. I would assume you need no introduction, but if you are not aware of Craig Ballard and his wonderful work over at Locked on Jays, how are we doing, Craig? Well, definitely the third and very much least Craig to have been introduced today. That's very true, but uh, pretty <laughs> Pretty cool for me here. I've been a longtime fan and admirer of the bird watching, and I've watched many episodes. Now on my screen, I'm watching me on bird watching. There's, there's not, it's not full circle, but there's a lot of interesting things. Let's put it that way. It's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool for me to be on on today. The, the a big fan of what you guys are doing, and uh, as the as the other Craig was mentioning, we're about to be talking Blue Jay baseball. I mean, that's always going to be a good time. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. 
And to that point, Craig, obviously this is your first time on the show. We are obviously a big fan of what you've been doing with your daily content on Locked on Jays. Give some Blue Jays fans a little insight to what you've been up to. And obviously there's the one big announcement kind of thing that you Mm. guys have been trying to promote that you're more than welcome to use this time to, you know, prop up. (laughs) I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yes, very proud to be the host of the Locked On Blue Jay podcast. It is a daily Blue Jay podcast. That's part of the Locked On podcast network. So there's it's a big network. So if you're a a Utah Jazz fan, there's a Locked On Jazz, Pittsburgh. I mean, you name it. Right. So I'm I'm blessed to be the Locked On Blue Jay host. They needed a host because Ben Shulman used to be the host. And we know Ben Shulman's off to some bigger and better things. Right. Shout out to Ben Shulman and Dan Shulman. Right. We're so lucky here. We've got Dan Shulman and Hazel as a side. I mean, we're so lucky here. But anyway. But yeah, so I've been very, very blessed to be doing the Locked On Blue Jay podcast this year. You see the handle there. It says Locked On Jays. Twitter got me on that one because Locked On Blue Jays is one letter too many for Twitter. So it's Whoa, Locked right. On Jays. Yeah, I know. Do you believe it? Locked On Blue Jays, one letter too many. I know. So it's Locked On Jays. But uh, Craig, thanks so much for having me on. And, and thanks for giving me a moment here to talk about uh, this is an event that we're really excited about. Scott, now speaking of some Blue Jay podcasters. Some right? of our friends too. Yeah, exactly correct. Yes. <laughs> That's the reason I got to give you the shout out. But there you go. So Scott from the Locked On, uh, oh my gosh, from the Walk Off Podcast, beg your pardon, Scott from the Walk Off Podcast. Yeah. So he's going to be in town in Toronto on, in September. So he and I are co-hosting an event we're calling a baseball town at the Comedy Bar on Danforth on September 10th. Uh, tickets are available now. Now, tickets are going, I mean, really excited about the way the tickets are going. It's it's myself and Scott co-hosting. Baseball Jen, if you know her, big-time Twitter my, uh, baseball mind, she's in the house. Julia Cruz from MLB.com, those are two of our guests. Uh, Johnny really? G uh, Johnny G from Gate 14 will be in the house, so you know he brings the party with him. You know there's going to be some some <laughs> antics going on there, yes. And the kegerator backpack, whatever. It there might you be. go, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, and Blake Murphy as well from Blue Jays Talk Plus. Those will be our guests. We're working on a couple of Blue Jays to come by as well. Um, I, I would hope that that's enough of a panel there, you know, as we do these things going forward we'll, we'll, we'll certainly get the the bird watching crew i mean we'll, we'll expand it right this is this was scott's brainchild the walk-off podcast they've done something like this in alberta and in edmonton and it's just such a such an epic not a meet and greet but it's such an epic interaction and conversation with the fans so i'm so so excited uh he's he's built this and i totally agree this is not not something the the blue jay fan base has seen before in toronto so it's sunday september 10th from six to eight that'll be the minimum i'm sure we'll mull around afterwards right especially if some of the jays come by the jays are in town myself might even just show up too thank you right now i'm trying to rework my schedule so i can actually get in town on that day so i'm doing my best greg (laughs) would love it Uh, let me let me officially on record here because i know the i know it's recording here because this is probably one of the only (laughs) well yes but this is one of the only ways to to hold me to something like this but craig your (laughs) your first drink is on me there that's official okay i can pay the entry fee and it's like i wake out on a watch because beers downtown in toronto are easily oh my like gosh 15 bucks a piece right <laughs> well and we're, we're cognizant of that you know for, for the entry fee we're doing a lot of giveaways like we've already given away a, a vladimir guerrero jr card with with a jersey patch we've given away some troy Tulowitzki memorabilia some devin travis memorabilia there's gonna be a lot of stuff like that as well we want it to be an epic night and literally craig i know you're making the joke there but literally we want everybody to walk away going oh my gosh was that bang for my buck did i enjoy that It'll mean a lot to yep. us. So if you can make it, we would absolutely love to have you there. I'll tell you that right now. I am amply working my schedule because to that point, I also haven't been to a game in a while, and it's kind of hurting me. I went to plenty Ooh. of them when they were in Buffalo an hour away from me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been a bit, so I need to hurry up and figure that one out. So we'll see. I'm hoping to make it work. But to that point, 
as awesome news, Craig. And I really look forward to, and Blue Jays fans, please make sure you head over to the walk-off podcast and obviously locked on Jays to hang out and talk with Craig too. So, but on that note, let's talk some Blue Jays baseball here on Jaybird watching for this evening and see where things go. So I want to talk first things first this evening is talk Jose freaking Bautista. And to that point, I'm getting to the ballpark here that I think this was a great experience that they had putting him up on the level of excellence, but all the million one things they did, the only thing that didn't happen, in my opinion, this whole weekend, with all the gifts he got, all the wonderful press, all the literal monuments painted on buildings in his name kind of huh. stuff going on this weekend. The only thing I was missing was them to say that the date of the bat flip, there was like that's Jose Bautista bat flipping day or something like that on, you know, October. What was it, October 5th? Something like that. 2015 i can't remember exactly the date off the top of my head but that was like the only I thing i didn't think this weekend they didn't do so craig this is your chance locked on blue jays craig okay. i guess i need to start doing uh okay <laughs> yeah right. but what would you thinking about the uh the the um ceremony this past weekend on saturday well for the for the family being there for the for the lovely ladies there somebody hazel somebody should have presented them with a bouquet of flowers and they should have bat flipped the bouquet of flowers just speaking of some missed opportunities there uh and the only complaint i'll have and this is toronto blue jays forever they started at three o'clock for a 307 first pitch i mean are you kidding me right now okay enough with the negative this stuff there but overall fantastic fantastic ceremony i said earlier how lucky we are to have hazel may hazel may knocked it out of the park and the jose bautista you, you wonder you know the tom hankies the jimmy keys the jerry howard that would be my guess you, you wonder why it was him who who was the next one enshrined because the blue jays aren't willy-nilly with this level of excellence i mean it's it's few and far between yep. who goes who goes in there right so the the fact that it was jose bautista just made so much sense to me the from 1993 to 2015, the Blue Jays, 92-93, World Series champions. They don't make the playoffs again until 2015. So during that time, from 93 to 2015, the Toronto Blue Jays have the longest playoff drought in North American sports. So between those years, 93 to 2015, every NHL fan base saw their team make the playoffs. Every Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, all the North American sports, everybody saw their team make the playoffs except us us gentlemen, except us, the Blue Jay fan base. So to have Jose Bautista be part and be so epically part of that 2015 team that changed all of that. And when you talk about greatness as measured over time, that's 2015. His monster home run seasons are 2010 and 2011. Like that's a six, seven year span where he was outstanding. And he's just like the Roy Halladay. He's just like the Carlos Delgado. There was such a stretch of time in Blue Jay history when wins weren't happening, where thank God we had Delgado to cheer for. Thank God we had Doc Halladay. Thank God we had Jose Batista. So I thought it was very deserving. And I thought the ceremony itself was, uh, uh, pun intended here, I thought the Blue Jays knocked it out of the park. Yeah, they definitely yeah, I, did. I loved I it. Agree. Go ahead, Jason. I agree, Craig. I thought, like, I watched the majority of it. It was a bit, um, my only complaint would be, you know, the length of these things. <laughs> it be a little bit, a little bit hokey after a bit. But, I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is. The guy's an, an integral part of the last 20 years of the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, for, you know, for the, the murals and all that other stuff, I'm surprised there isn't more stuff. And what I found most interesting was, I feel like I'm a decent Jays fan and I feel like I know some stuff. And then they start talking about things and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> it was interesting because I was watching part of it with my kids. And so my kids were like, he did that too. And then, you know, they're like, oh, and this, and and and, and this, and, and this. And then, um, you know, 
I don't know. I think the coolest part, and I'll, I'll let Craig, you know, talk as well here, but um, <laughs> I feel like the coolest part was uh, Edwin Carnacion in the Dougie. I mean, come on. In full gear, in the dugout, while the game's going on, like, that's the greatest Easter egg ever, <laughs> you know. I, it would have been even better if they had just let him get up and get into the on-deck circle, you know, <laughs> and swing a bat, and people would be like, what the hell? And then <laughs> speak, obviously. Speaking yeah. of missed opportunities, how did he not walk out like this when he was walking out to the <laughs> to the podium and everything where all the players were he, sitting? He could have walked out with the glass breaking and then uh, the, the Stone Cold music oh, and oh, JR oh. going, oh, my God, that's Edwin Encarnacion's music. That's Edwin Encarnacion's music. Edwin! Yeah. Edwin! <laughs> right? I did watch it. I, I, I wouldn't miss it. I agree. I think that he was very well, well-deserving there. I think we all watched um that game the bat flip against texas um just like we watched the 92 and we're in the 92 world series gsat here by the way um and everybody knows we were for that in 93 as well um but you know what i got out of that too though is everybody was happy for for, for bautista where he came it wasn't just like a first round graphic that walked on the mm -hmm. field and everything was handed to him he had to work his way released was hey you know maybe change a position or two it's just like david schneider you know everybody's talking about him recently too you know he's the guy that just came out of nowhere and what was a 28th round pick i don't even know if they have 20 they don't anymore, anymore. No. and for him to come on just like that and what he did in boston i mean i i, I can't stand that team for boston I won't even say their name but it's so good that he did so well there and it kind of just reminded me about batista and just how he kind of persevered and jason mentioned watching with his kids i watched with mine too and it's just like you gotta if you want it, you gotta go for it. And yeah. you gotta and you gotta persevere. He so, wasn't a good pirate. He wasn't a good pirate. <laughs> you know what? You know though, you know though, like he was rising, but he, he was missing that last piece, you know what I mean? In those so. comments, so like everybody was so happy for him, you know, all everybody, and that's that's what it was, right? That was so cool to see too, right? He seemed like a genuine good guy, and yeah, it was a great ceremony, like you said. I wondered that too, how you mentioned that about the three o'clock start for that. I'm like you know, yeah. why don't you start a bit earlier? You know, Strowman ran over. He was quite happy for that, too. I'm sure the other team was quite happy, you know, to be, you know. to, to Take a half up. an hour off, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still, you know, start a little bit earlier. The other thing, too, is I think that that, that Jose, and I, I mean, I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but I feel like in certain parts of Jose's career with the Jays, people thought he was a jerk. There was the Odor stuff, and there was always commentary about how he was kind of a jerk. And I think watching the, they had a really good video before the the game. And I don't know if anybody, if you got to saw it, see it, Craig's, um, yeah. but it was, it was Jose at home and it was, you know, him just talking and you're like, God, like you, you, you easily confuse confidence with arrogance. Don't you like, thin line. like thin line. It, it's a really thin line. And I mean, Jose was a very confident dude still is still probably feels like he could go out and hit one into the, into the, you know, West deck up there and i mean it's I, I got a whole new appreciation for him as a guy and as a player just watching that and how appreciative he was of the whole thing i absolutely love that point if i can just chime in real quick here because uh, last thursday on uh, locked on blue jays had cabbie on if you guys remember cabbie from cabbie yeah, on the yeah, street yeah. day yeah. so he did so much work over the years with jose bautista so thursday's episode was all about jose bautista so i had cabbie come on and he did an a, a, an aside that almost got sad, and it's exactly what you were just talking about here, that there was 
you, you weren't imagining. There was a time when the media in particular, things did get negative about Jose Bautista, came out with all this a huge free agent contract he wanted, even though he was at the end of his career and the media was painting the picture that he wanted it as a, you know, fine, I'll be overpaid going forward, but this is like paying me for what I've done for me previously. It was so out of whack that if you remember, this is all in spring training. I don't know if you gentlemen remember, but Jose Bautista had to, had to call like an impromptu press conference yeah. right outside of the locker just to squelch some of these things that were happening rumors were starting to snowball and you're exactly right the and and i'll say this as well i think that attitude wise he got roped in a little bit with with uh, josh donaldson people around the league don't like josh donaldson so every year at the the all-stars representing the blue jays were batista and donaldson so i think batista got painted a little bit with that arrogant brush as of josh donaldson as well but you're yeah. right on the money there for somebody who is as ballyhooed for somebody who is as is as legendary uh, in this fan base there were a, a dark moment or two yeah for yeah. sure and in the midst of those those players you just called out there, you know, locked on Jays, Craig. <laughs> the, the fact that um, Josh Donaldson was that other person, and then you bring in David Bot or David Price in that same mm. trade line, and those were all guys known for the well, you don't like it, how we're beating you, play better. That was yeah. literally like the team mantra for a little bit there, other than you know, yeah. stir the pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So in the midst of that, I can see why he would get that brush stroke. And to that point, I, the other reason that you get that piece from Jose Bautista anyways, is literally the intensity that the man played this game with there. Are, uh, Kayla Joseph was actually talking about it on the pregame show that day before the ceremonies for Jose Bautista. And Caleb Joseph was like, yeah, we, in you know, 2014, some rookie pitcher came up from rule five draft pick, basically the beginning of the season threw behind Jose Bautista to begin the it back. <laughs> so Bautista around right? Caleb Joseph and said, more or less, what the hell is this kid doing? Joseph gave him the, uh, I heard that yeah. story too, Craig, not to interrupt you, but I think he did that. No, he you're in, but a 95 mile an hour fastball and the next pitch, he stood in there and hit it like 800 miles. He did that a few times. He did that yeah, a few times. Yeah. He did that again. Yeah. Yeah. He loved it. He loved it. He loved it when a pitcher came up and in because the next one was going to be Meatball City. He, it was. He yeah. got, it's almost like he knew it. It's almost it was like incredible. the pitcher was submitting. Like, yeah. like I, if I don't hit you with this, well, here comes a gift. You know, and yeah. it's it's interesting um, when you see it even now where, you know, like uh, commonly you'll be, you know, like like it goes back to, to uh, Chapman yelling at, at uh, Schneider about pitching to Otani. I mean, yeah. sometimes you have to give these guys a meatball and it happens. Yeah. And, you know, Bautista was the beneficiary, I feel like, sometimes of that stone face. He'd look yeah. you back and be like, okay, now you owe me. Yeah. You didn't hit me, so yeah. now you owe me. So yeah. <laughs> lay it down there. Yeah. So, but to that point, um, those are kind of the things that you get for being, you know, watching Jose Bautista for the better part of a decade as a Toronto Blue Jay fan. And there's, if you look at the record books, what this man did in his collective tenure as a Toronto Blue Jay, it's hard pressed to find too many players that actually played better than Jose Bautista in this franchise. And this is a guy that literally was traded for the fabled player to be named later. <laughs> so who is in every trade on baseball, it seems like. So guys, as far as that kind of thing goes, where he came from and how we got to, you know, watch him bloom into the player that he ended up being and being good for as long as he was as a Toronto Blue Jay and is a current record holder for a lot of the things we, <laughs> you know, hold dear to this uh, organization 
what else can you really say? He, there's nothing that says that he shouldn't be up on that level of excellence. And it's written in spades. And I'm glad he's actually funny enough. He's got a seat right underneath from Jackie Robinson, of all people. Yeah, uh-huh. that, yeah. I thought that was very um, – when they showed the thing, they showed that, you know, like the day before when they were showing where it was going to go, I was like, hmm, that's, you know – and I don't disagree with you, Craig. Like, I mean, when 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, he may be considered the best to ever wear the jersey. I mean, you know, he's he he was excellent for a long time. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes you take things for granted like that, where we all, I think we all knew that he was good while it was happening, but I don't think we had quite realized, you know, and that's, I look to it to the team right now and, you know, you look at Whit Merrifield and you think to yourself, you know, 10 years from now, are we going to realize how good this guy is right now? And thank God he's at least getting the opportunity to play every day because, you know, if he wasn't, if he was playing every third or fifth day or something like that, just imagine how disappointing it would be to not watch this guy game. Like he is, he is a gamer. Well, he wasn't supposed to yes. play every day either, though. Remember that? No, right? He played every not. day in Kansas City. He's a 34-year-old as well, too. They're like, well, we got to rescue you a little bit. You hear the phrase them off their feet but thank goodness to your point jay he's playing because he's done well at second he's done really well in the outfield as well he makes makes some nice catches yeah. look look uh really easy i'm full you of know? whip yeah and yeah. i think we know you are jason we hear off. nothing but your picks to click every week being whitnum's kid <laughs> spot was great too i mean he just finds the way to get on base i think somebody said you know his analytics aren't off the charts but he just finds a way to get it done and those are the kind of guys you want to have right yes and to that point, this is how Jose Bautista got his career start with the Blue Jays. You know, he it was amazing when he burst onto the scene, hit 13 home runs in uh, what it is. Uh, no, sorry, sorry, I take that back. And barely any games the one year, and then just completely rockets off to the stratosphere as an all-star in 2010. Like I said, I really can't say too much better other than the fact that, you know, outside of the only person I would maybe put on the Mount Rushmore in front of him is, you know, either Carlos Delgado or Roy Halladay as the tie, best tie. overall guys. Yeah. Tie, and that's tie. saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. I feel he like had, that's uh, a tie, tie. Go ahead, Mr. Ballard. In the six mm-hmm. seasons prior to his explosion in 2010, he had totaled 59 home runs, and then he explodes for 54 in 2010. So not only did that explosion come out of nowhere, but even as that season was unfolding, that explosion came out of nowhere. He had four in the first month. He had four in the first month. So he wasn't even Jose Bautista yet in his own breakout season of 2010. He would get 12 the second month, but then back to four again. I mean, this... It was monster streaks. And it's a point that people forget, too. He had an insane spring training that year, too. I was down in Dunedin Mm -hmm. watching that spring training, and he hit, like, five home runs. You know, it's the stuff that we were getting all excited about, like, with Addison Barger this year. (laughs) Just saying it was that kind of level of, like, who's this guy? Give him a job. And he stole it. I've got a a segment coming tomorrow that I would love. It's too bad we couldn't talk about this because I would love to get your takes on it. But uh, I've compared the Aaron Judge's 2022 he had 157 games played, the 62 home runs. Well, the second half of 2010 and the first half of 2011 for Jose Bautista, 157 games. I think you would be stunned at how these two even up. I'm making the case, I really believe there's one to be made, that Bautista's 157 games, or the equivalent of that one season, is even more impressive than the historic season we saw last season from Aaron Judge. I mean, this was... Yeah. 
really, really, really remarkable. And the last thing I'll say about Jose Bautista, I mean, we all celebrate and we all know and love the bat flip, but sort of the under the radar part of the bat flip is how important it was. That was the Blue Jays. That was a best of five. That was game five of a best of five. Remember, Texas had come into Toronto and taken games one and two. We were all shell-shocked. The Blue Jays had on the plane to Texas, back against the wall, win game three, win game four. That play, remember that the previous inning in, in in the bat flip game was that play that how much baseball have we seen between us? None of us have ever seen Nobody. a catcher no, returning a baseball. The, 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 the game stopped because the own four professional umpires had to get together and be like, hey, hey, wait a second here. Hey, what? that's how odd this was. That's how yeah. close this was to being a disaster. And remember, as, this, as, as that series went on, the hatred for the, the, the hatred for uh, Odor and the Rangers wasn't born in game five. It had been brewing. Oh, so yeah. it was such a, a culmination of emotion. That home run, such a culmination of emotion. And by the way, important as heck, that home run. Yeah. I would say the only way of topping that home run would literally be walking off a World Series. Oh, wait, our franchise did Hello. that too. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but think about that. That's like only only thing that would have been more important than that is like, you know, well, like Craig, you said, it I... was a walk-off game. You had to win that game one way or the other or you're done. So, well, Craig, can I make the case that it's more? I don't know if I can, but is there a case that it's more? If Joe Carter me, doesn't hit that home run in game six, we go to game seven still. If Joe yes. Carter doesn't do that heroics, we go to actually. If Joe Carter doesn't do that heroics, we've still got the tying and winning run on base. To be honest with you, but this was back against the wall, Jose Bautista, twenty fifteen. This was back against the wall. I'm not besmirching yes. Joe Carter's home run. Please don't just hang up on me right now. I'm absolutely not oh, doing that. But I'm just saying. Yeah, no, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not often you, you get to use the the word besmirched as well. So that's a good one. Okay. Go. Let's just slide that right <laughs> in there. Make us look like a bunch of ding dongs. I got it. I see what you're doing. <laughs> so but yes and i agree with you with that and to that point you talk to blue jays fans young and old they know where they were absolutely the yes, that, that yes, happened they yes. remember every pitch of that horrible inning that you had mentioned right prior to that all the errors that led up to that you know ridiculous home run it was the only way that the baseball gods could have rewarded anybody out of that whole situation something epic had to happen and i'm and glad I, it happened I think that he looked when he looks, if you watch him after he hits that home run, he looks at the bat like, you don't deserve yeah. this. Like, you don't deserve <laughs> don't to be anymore. here. <laughs> this anymore. And it's it, it's one of my favorite, like, there's so many iconic, like, when Gretzky scores 802, and just as he watches it goes in and he looks, you can just see his eyes dart up to the crowd and he puts his hands up. That one for Bautista, as soon as he hits it, he kind of just, he doesn't look anywhere. He just sort of looks sort of at second base. And he's like, yeah, that's crushed. And <laughs> then he gives the bat a look like, gross. Yeah. Just, you know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> it's such a weird juxtaposition. Like, even the one that Edwin hit, you know, and he bat flipped the, to, you know, to the moon as well. He, yeah. at least when it was hit, arms up, ready to go. Yeah. But Jesus didn't yes. even sell it. Yes. He knew it was gone. And he didn't sell it for a couple of seconds, right? Like, watched it he just relished it go and very few people have done that that well you know yeah and to that point it's amusing to that point and um i don't remember if anybody more or less saw the preview that you know some of the hazel may interview pieces that weren't part of the actual ceremony but they had one that he was talking about what was going through his head after he connected with that ball and he more or less sounded like he might have blacked out yeah while he was <laughs> he, on to the like, bases yeah just so much 
emotion and everything. And I can't imagine to that point. It's got it. That was even on TV. That was the loudest sound I've ever heard in my life. And I didn't Except have the volume the up at like eleven. Hit it. The second that ball makes contact with the bat, because it's that different sound. You know yep. what that sound is. And you, as you're watching it, if you ever get a chance to watch it, just let it happen. Let it roll. Let the talking stop. And then, and the whole crowd for one second, everyone in unison is dead silent. And then yeah. just a wave. Uh, I know um, Ryan Gones uh, often said that he could feel it roll down and he thought it was going to knock him onto the, onto the field. It was, it was that kind of level of, of, just insanity. Or, yeah. <laughs> it was ball, like uh, Mr. Brown was saying, it was pent up emotion and it's the biggest release that you can possibly have. That's literally it. Jones was losing his mind on third base there when Batista hit that home run. I think he might have yeah. jumped it in the air and he was screaming and yelling he was taking all that from Batista. he almost looks like he asphyxiated himself a little Absolutely. bit he was, yeah. 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 He was just gonna yeah and then just yeah. <laughs> fall off of nothing but to that point it, it was the the perfect crescendo to the way for them to be able to go to the alcs and that and to, the, to a team that rightfully probably had a chance to do more than what they currently did but um does i want to talk other moments because obviously the bat flip means tons of things to everybody and as far as the you know what it means to blue jays fans and whatever but i know everybody also has their other favorite you know jose bautista moments i have one as i happen to be there and this was a very changing of the guard kind of thing for blue jays fans and this is the year after roy holiday had been traded it's his first start in toronto canada day weekend pitching for the phillies against the toronto blue jays and he's just mowing us down it's typical Roy Halladay. He's just <laughs> running through us. There's no resistance. It's Cy Young award-winning Roy Halladay level kind of stuff. And Jose Bautista puts us on the board with a two-run home run. So that was my favorite moment. And that wasn't because John Roush ended up getting ejected for getting his jersey ripped off later in the um, wow. game <laughs> and all the other kind of nonsense that happened in that game. But it was a very good game to see. And like I said, it kind of felt like to me a very changing of the guard thing is you see Jose Bautista becoming Jose Bautista and being our guy after just losing our guy in Roy Holiday. So anybody else got any other cool moments yeah, that they remember? And obviously the bat flip is mine, but I mean, I, I, I liked his arm. I mean, his arm was underrated. Too. Thank you. So you thinking Billy Butler thrown out yes. at first kind of level? Yeah, that was nuts. That was nuts. Absolutely. Nuts. Yeah. Still to this day, I mean, I know Cody Bellinger's done it a couple of times. That was the most out a guy was at first base <laughs> by oh, a guy easy. throwing from the it, outfield. And I think Sean Casey might be the only other person I've ever wow. seen that's gotten that out because he got thrown out from left field on a ball that he didn't think was going to be fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so is that kind of level? We saw Bautista try that a few times, and every time I see that highlight, I'm thinking I would love to talk to Jose about this because he tried it a few times, but when he sees Billy Butler coming from the on-deck circle to, to the batter's box, this is the prototypical guy that this is going to work against. If yeah, he hits this sharply at me, this is about to be a highlight, and that's exactly what happened because Billy Butler, shout out to Billy Butler. He was a hitting machine, but not on that particular yeah. day. Yeah. I'm, I, I He's love not the exactly Craig... the fastest of guys either. No, but... no, no. Uh, That's no. Yeah, no. I, I, I like my... Craig. Uh... Go, go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, sorry. It's just because I like Craig uh, shouting out the arm as well. The, the, I, I love that. And uh, you know the the, the bad flip. Let, let's remember as well uh, in in game uh, six where Kansas City eliminates the Blue Jays later in that playoffs. 
uh, four to three. Dalton Pompey, I think to this day, is still standing on third base in Kansas City, waiting to be driven in. If you remember, he he yeah. pinch ran in the ninth, stole second, stole third, nobody out. He's still there. Tiny uh, my goodness. feet. But the, the reason that game was even tied to begin with is because Jose Bautista hit a home run to make it 3-1, and then in the eighth, hit a two-run home run to make it 3-all. I mean, this guy – and again, I'm going to say, that's 2015 and 2016 playoffs. He started becoming the superstar in 2010, 2011. So if yeah. you're like me and you subscribe to the greatness as measured over time, well, I that's submit it. to you the career of Jose Bautista. Yeah, 100%. And I, I think for me – and this, this is something that I think will probably – you know, I have weird stuff stuck in my mind. I always, I often think to myself, I, I would have really, really been a lot better off if Eddie Murphy had taught, taught me all of my high school because I never would have forgot any of it. You know, <laughs> I can do delirious, start to finish raw, start to finish. Anyways, so <laughs> I, I think my favorite is the I'd rather be punched out in May than knocked out in October. Like, and that's all, you know, that was all him. Just that sign was so iconic, mm. you know, and watching that ball, you know, like, like, the, the home run and then the sign and you're just like, yep. Like he just put a number on, like, I, I know guys from Texas. They hate Jose Bautista. They hate the dude. And I mean, he didn't really do all that. I'm actually much, franchise proof of that. If you want, yeah. if you want me to go to the record yeah. here, <laughs> the so uh, last season, the Texas Rangers were doing their like top 50 franchise moments. And guess what was in the top 10? Odor. Oh, wow. Odor punching Jose yeah, Bautista. Yeah, yeah. It's like, really? Yeah. That's the best your freaking franchise has yeah. to look forward to? A punch? <laughs> I'm so glad that we have 10 moments already see, better than that. As a bit of an aside, did you guys see when um, when the Jays were playing the Guardians and Ramirez got on to first and, and, uh, um, and Vlad was squared up? <laughs> I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah. I like the fact that the GS faithful kept booing Odor with all the different teams he played with, and then the Padres released him right before they came back mm. out to Toronto again earlier this year. Which is I like that he played for the Yankees and they made him shave that awful rat's nest of a beard off, Didn't and he looked like a twelve-year-old boy. He looked horrible. horrible. He looked horrible. I didn't even know it was him the first time I saw it. I had to wait for the yeah. the, the bar to show up yeah. and say who it was. Who's that guy? It's like you oh, gentlemen remember. Um, you, you gentlemen <laughs> remember Tim. Uh, you guys yeah. remember Tim Leeper? He was the Blue Jays' first base coach at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I had him on uh, Locked On Blue Jays as well, and we were talking about the bad flip because I mean, what a think of his standpoint of it, oh, right? I, I mean, pretty, pretty epic. But that we got into the that 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 punch there, and, and I had mentioned, you know, it was literally Game Three of that three game series with Texas, and it was the fourth and five, it was the last time Batista was was going to bat. So I asked, was the dugout on high alert? Did they think it would be go time? And he said, "Are you kidding me? This was way in our rear view. How you know what?" How chicken, you know what of them to wait till they thought there's no possible. He said, John Gibbons, who was the Texas manager there? Him and Gibbons were thick as the uh, Jeff Bannister. He said yeah. that really mm -hmm. caused the problem with the two of them because John Gibbons was stunned and and livid that that's what you did. You because now you wait till that very last moment. There's no way for for any sort of retaliation. They thought it. They thought it was the height of of, of cowardly is how they described it. I was very very surprised to hear him say that. I remember as a fan thinking that that is how Texas would do it, but when you're in the game, I guess. You know those unwritten rules, those sort of things, right? I guess that Texas was was uh, way out of line in this particular uh, example. Well, part of that whole thing was too that it was actually that if you were the Rangers, that was a really tight series. They didn't really have a great time yeah. to just go, "Hey, let's just put Jose Bautista on and throw at him." You know, no big yeah, deal. And, yeah. and the pitcher wasn't <laughs> even part of the the guy that got to hit Bautista. By the way, was some rookie that wasn't even part of what took place yeah, the, the previous yeah. season. By the way. 
even more cowardly. It's like, hey, by the way, we screwed up last year, but make sure yeah. you throw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> throw it but at the right? Yeah, but I'm going to get the suspension, like right? That. Yes, you will. And I'm going to get the fine, right? Yes, you will. But hey, go get him, kid. I feel like I'm in a Jay and Silent Bob movie where Jay yells at somebody, okay, now hit him. That's <laughs> just how it is. So, but anyway, I want to talk a couple other things on Jose Bautista before we dive into the thing here. So we talked briefly of the fact that, that Edwin Encarnacion obviously was a big part of the ceremony and came out to a thunderous applause too, who is probably, I'd say, next in line for the level of excellence fun. Did anybody see what he did the game after? So Sunday, he was actually in the dugout. Oh, in the, yes, yeah. Game, yeah. In uniform right. as yeah. the special advisor. Yeah. <laughs> so That's what I was talking about with uh, – with, yeah. I, I, it's just, <laughs> just some of the – you know, and I know earlier on in the seasons we talked – the season we talked about losing the home run jacket and, you know, that we thought some of the shenanigans were maybe gone out of uh, – you know what? I feel like the Jays have subtly – shenanigans their way into a pretty fun season this year and my favorite right now <laughs> is when the guys forget on base to do the the superman punch or whatever we're calling the mario punch or whatever it yeah, is it's like sitting there like uh, yeah and they're doing it and my favorite now is as kirk has no interest in doing any of it and he just looks yeah. at them and he's just like <laughs> Like, it's a little bitty. Well, now, are, are we sure? Has Kirk even had a hit since they've created the celebration? Oh, are we sure that that's the case? Oh, He's I'm had a home run since. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sin. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And he came into the dugout and did the world's littlest like Super Mario jump, and it was kind of amusing. But <laughs> so, do the but... fake jacket though. Vladdy gets the fake jacket if you notice. When he hits yeah, the Vladdy jacket. still puts the jacket on. Yeah. Jacket. They do. They like. What that. was the Vlad jacket? Ghost jacket. <laughs> the ghost jacket. I like that. It's good. Like made his own for the home run derby or whatever, right? He, you know, he had that awesome bling going on with then Marshawn Lynch game on the freaking spinner freaking home run yeah. derby winning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what Flavor I don't understand? Played. Those those bat skins that they used in the home run derby are perfectly legal. They don't do anything to your bat. Why are they not allowed to use them in regular major league games? I mean, that one that Tim Anderson had, or what's his name from um, uh, from the White Sox, was uh, killer. The wolf head with Luis the Roberts, chain. Yeah. yeah. 
that's I mean that's the kind of thing that 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 is just so cool you know as a gear guy you know as a total aside here back to Batista yeah but back so to that Greg. point though I want to mention this because we Jason you and I talked about this a few weeks ago too we keep seeing how these little bats that they're using now with the thin handles and everything explode like freaking kindling yeah. fire yeah. if you had a you know laminate like that on that you're not going to get as much you know splintering and explosion out of a bat you know and it'd be a big snap maybe instead of something else but i, I honestly think it, at this point if it doesn't hurt anything very minor things it also could in turn save a pitcher from getting hit with mm-hmm. a little shrapnel at the end of yeah, the day or lumber. things like that or you know it's a lot easier to avoid one moving target rather than many moving targets you know <laughs> Or I'll go to one of my favorite movies. If you can't dodge a wrench, you can't dodge a ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, but to that point, there was some other cool things around the ceremony and whatnot. But I, I honestly think this might be the coolest one. We were talking about that. He more or less, this down the street in the ballpark, there is a mural painted with Jose Bautista. Yeah. On this show, we've talked about cool things that the Blue Jays stadium could do around the, the Rogers Center Sky Dome. And just to immerse Blue Jays fans in fandom and the culture that is being a Toronto Blue Jays fan. We have a lot of moments like this in our, you know, collective history. I thought this was a very cool city of Toronto feeling vibe that you could do to do these kind of things, show an epic moment with the bat flip and have that right around the city on your walk to the ballpark. That's an all day cool thing. I think. How about when Texas flies in? It's just all they can see from their airplane is they're flying in. Like just have it painted on top of the buildings. Yeah, yeah. Or have a Pearson as they're going into Pearson. Yeah, they could have a helicopter where one of the blades is made into a giant bat, and they just fly it at the (laughs) the the Rangers plane as it comes, so it looks like a giant bat going at them. But I just thought that was a really cool way to get these. I just thought it was a cool way instead of having statues and stuff. Is there's not a ton of places you can just put a ton of statues around the ballpark or within the ballpark, even for that matter. Because there's a lot of places where the hallway is still tight quarters, especially on days where we've been selling out the ballpark like we've been. You know, this is a cool way to right around the ballpark. You grab a couple more of these. You do one with the Edwin home run. Do one with the Joe Carter home run. Do one with Roy Halladay getting fired up. I think these big epic murals would be really fun. Yeah, big swings and misses sometimes for like I have you guys been to Fenway? Yeah. So yep. when you go into Fenway, I mean you just drink in Red Sox baseball from you for a hundred years. And, and it's everywhere. It's it's you know, whether it's, it's literally written on the wall. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it is. It's and and they, they've yeah. taken like the old there was an old there's an old monster mural that they've taken, they put down the one hallway and you know, when the seats burned down, they have the ads for when they were, you know, like just it's cool history that I think sometimes a new stadium can have a bit of a swing and a miss on because they're trying to be too cool for school. But yeah. you are right. Like, I mean, a mural like that, not only does it stop graffiti from being put onto that wall because nobody had touched that thing, but dead. <laughs> Toronto is a real cement city. And if you could get more color, uh, you know, stuff like that, even if it's not just Jay centric, like, I mean, I know the Maple Leafs hadn't have anything to cheer about for, you know, 50 years, but I mean, you know, maybe but having a, stuff, stuff for the Raptors and when they, yeah, you know, yeah. and everything, but, but, just have the, have the whole wall on a building. That was just the parade, yeah. <laughs> you know, things like that would be fun. Yeah. Or just the Leonard shot or Leonard whatever. Shot, yeah. 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 Yep. Just more interesting, more fun. Correct. And that, and especially when everything's that close in town too, there's some fun they can have with those kind of things. And I'm sure people would 
find a way to do that on their walls or at least say, hey, hey, you know, I own this building. If I want to put a giant thing up for Roy Holiday, I should be allowed to do it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you set a fun precedent. So enough Jose Bautista on that list. Anybody has anything else they'd like to gush on seeing we've wasted 40 minutes on this and I didn't expect it to take that long. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, let's move on to the fact that the Blue Jays are hopefully getting some reinforcements here to hopefully get us back from what has been a really rough week outside of the one game yesterday where we finally put a crooked number up and just a lot of back and forth over the last week. Uh, Mr. Ballard, we're finally going to possibly be getting Jordan Romano back. How critical do you think him coming back in the very near term here is to this bullpen to keep us on the steady here? Well, not just Romano, but I'm looking forward to having Trevor Richards come back as well. That's the (laughs) one one thing I like what we've seen from Jordan Hicks is – this is exactly what we thought we'd see. The 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 stuff is eye-popping, but there's no such thing as a three-up, three-down inning. There, there's gonna be there's gonna be traffic on the bases with Jordan Hicks. If you're the Blue Jays, can you harness that? And I don't mean harness it to the fact where it's night and day, but can you harness it a little bit? Now Jordan Hicks, I'm very comfortable with him in that eighth inning with with Jordan yeah. Romano coming back for that ninth inning. I know a lot of people in the Blue Jay fan base seem to have issues or or concerns, questions about Jordan Romano. Um, uh, I'm in the side that I'm, I'm an absolute believer in Jordan Romano. I think him coming back is going to be just massive for this team. Uh, he's uh, on pace to be the fifth Blue Jay ever to, to uh, achieve 100 saves. So I think even historically, what a story. He's from right down the street here, and he's one of the best closers we've ever had. Yep. And this season, I don't think we've seen enough enough time. So I kind of get why Blue Jay fans are a little antsy because we haven't seen enough times for my money where the fastball is really good and the slider is really good. It seems like more often than not, it's been one or the other. I wonder if this downtime right now mentally is going to have them a chance, you know, to work out some things mechanically. That would be nice if something positive came out of this negative. But ultimately, yes, I'm, I'm very excited to have Jordan Romano come back for the back of this bullpen. The, the way it stretches out this bullpen is beyond exciting. And if I could I mean, just real quick here, yeah. shout out to Yenesis Cabrera. I mean, this guy oh. has stabilized this like, bullpen. Are you kidding me? When, when you have a t- – I'll, I'll take one Genesis Cabrera and see you one Jay Jackson. Yeah, but with Jay Jackson, and I love Jay Jackson. He's the only multiple-time guest on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast. I love Jay Jackson. He's probably going to be there September 10th at Baseball Town. Anyway, <laughs> but but from Yenesis Cabrera, from Jay Jackson, all due respect to loving Jay Jackson, Chad Green could do that. Uh, 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 Pearson, probably not. Swanson. There's a few righties. There's a few righties in this bullpen. For Yenesis Cabrera, now if there's a tough lefty or lefties coming up in the 5th, 6th, or 7th, Yenesis, you sick your dog Yenesis on them and you've still got Tim Mesa in your back pocket for the end of the game. So I'm loving Jordan Romano coming back, but I'd be remiss if I didn't, if I was talking bullpen and I didn't shout out how good and how, what an addition Yenesis Cabrera has been. Yeah. I I like that you said about Genesis because that that was my guy. When we got him first, I was stoked on him because for whatever reason, it didn't work out in St. Louis and he wanted to come here and you know, they're giving him those chances and he's performed, right? Throws hard lefty. And like you said, it gives Mesa that, that, that extra little boost we have with Mesa in the back. I he like, screamed a change, change of scenery guy to me that was just going to, once he finally got somewhere, he had to stop that they, last bit, right? They scrapped his changeup. They scrapped yeah. his changeup. Now he's strictly fastball slider. And when you watch the at-bats, batters right now, they cannot differentiate. Oh, is that a fastball or is that a slider? Great job by the Blue Jays getting that changeup the heck out of there. That's been the difference maker for Cabrera. 100%, 100% it has. And I think Green's going to be a valuable asset, nice. too. Nice. 
really good with the with the Yankees there. I hate to say it, but he did really good. He's a game, <laughs> and he, he can deal with the pressure. I mean, that's another arm you can have. I think, arguably, I, I'd argue with anybody that the Jays have the best bullpen. When you have Romano back, you've got your Richards, and then you've got your Green out there as well, too. Like, look at the value you have there. A lot of options for the manager that you have there. If right? they stay healthy, if and the, they hit, and you know, they hit. Knock on wood. If the Jays stay healthy, this could be one of the best battalions you, you've seen in a long time. You can just roll anybody out. They're going to smash the ball down your face. Um, you know, even even watching, you know, the starting pitching right now is is so good. And um, you know, they 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 have their little hiccups as we saw in the <laughs> against the Indians or Guardians or whatever they are now. Um, yeah. But you know, I I feel like it's it's interesting. I think Craig, you and I have talked about this many times this year. I don't feel like the Jays have been out of too many games this whole year. You know what I mean? Like, like there's only a couple of times where, and it was funny because we, my wife and I were watching one of the games the other day and it was, it was the game where the Jays came back against the guardians. And um, my mom out loud said, well, this game's over. And my wife was like, well, what inning is it? And she's like, well, it's the sixth. And it's like, it's nowhere near. What are you talking about? Not even close. So, it wasn't and you know they they just started smashing and you know yeah. it's I, I know we'll talk a little bit about that series which i didn't love that series that and the mm. cubs was there's been a lot of love lately was a fun <laughs> too but I, I feel like you know and not to say that the phillies are going to be a get well card but i feel like they might be like i mean i feel like you know they've they've got all this um you know the jays have all this sort of pent-up energy and is there when's bichette going to be back this week no the rumor has he might start his uh, possibly two-game rehab stint in Buffalo yeah. this week, yeah. but they have been very vague on the this week part. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, I, and and you know, when we talk about my pick to click, and I got to eat a bullet on the Paul DeYoung um, as my pick this yeah, week. Yeah, that worked. Oh. <laughs> Was that guy even so, there? Like, did he? Did, did he even? I'm going to say that after last week's pitch to clicks, when none of us should be allowed to pick clicks no, at all. Not anymore. <laughs> I think I got to chalk last week up to the fact that we all suck and move on. Well, you might want to so, pick this week, though, against the Phillies as Marshall, because his dad played for the Phillies. There's a connection with the Phillies as well, too. And there's a connection there. So, I mean, he's starting to get hot, too. What, he had, what, not to mention fire on the eyes on yesterday. Yeah, so you might want to. You know, if you have him in your fantasy or he's available in your fantasy, you might want to look at picking him up. I think he's, he's getting mad that, that everyone's making fun of him about being short now. Yeah. Well, don't or, don't worry, Oliver BC Craig. I'm going to make sure you get a pick to click here this week. You're, oh, you're, you're going to get a pick to click. Yes. You're, you're going to be Ken stand in this week. Because right. <laughs> Ken needs a loss. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, but let's talk this, you know, last week real quick before we get, dive into where we were, where we're going this week. So we did split a series against the, the Cleveland Guardians. Yes, I still think that it's the worst, weirdest, missed opportunity in names in all baseball. As I still think it should be the Cleveland Wild things a la ricky vaughn <laughs> wild things would have been good yeah i, think I was, was thinking that was a cool logo too because they could have kept it looking like the indians logo and just been you know rick vaughn okay. kind of like okay. this with the ball where the indian feather was and then the, the big lawn rim glasses and done <laughs> so, apparently i'm not in the right marketing team so on that note we split the series against the guardians and then unfortunately we ran into a truck that is the chicago cubs on a giant winning streak basically at this point have been playing really good baseball and actually become one of the better teams in the National League Central. Guys, how are you feeling after last week? 
Mr. Ballard, do you want to go first? I'll, I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> Oliver Craig. Um, yeah. Oliver Craig. <laughs> I, I, was, I was a little disappointed. You know, I, I think you see the other teams that are coming in the rearview mirror. I think the Seattle is putting a bit of a, a push together. Um, you know, I, I expected mm-hmm. a little bit more of them. I, I think, you know, you're right. You, you hit a very talented and very hot Cubs team. So you hope you, you can split the series or, you know, like, you know, win two of the three or, you know, but you got to beat teams like Cleveland. And they had so many chances to beat Cleveland. I remember what I think it was the second the game and had the bases loaded twice. Get a hit. We don't need a home run. Just get a hit. That's what you need to do. I mean, Jason and I around our kids' baseball, that's what you tell the kids. You know, situational play. You got to get a hit, identify the situation, and win. And Cleveland was there for the taking. I mean, they just wanted to lose. You know, when you let yeah. these teams kind of stay and linger, you know, in the sixth and seventh inning, and they kind of go, well, maybe we can do this, you know, but you got to take those opportunities because those are the games. You look back at the end of the year, you know, if, if we won those series where we should have won, maybe we're not the third, you know, the third wildcard team. Maybe we actually yeah. win the division or there's a battle for winning the division in the last series of the of the year. You know, those are the ones you want. So at my point, I was a little bit disappointed. Happy if we're going to win one of the three, that's the guy, we win the last one. And we win it with a statement. And we needed a blowout game, and we got the blowout game. So hopefully that transpires into our, our series with Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah I'm similar. I'm similar. Craig on that. Like I, I, there's so many opportunities, just opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. And, um, you know, I feel like I might slip my wrists if I hear another blue Jays fan talk about the Jays not being able to hit with runners in scoring position. I mean, it's going to come, it's going to be. And at this point right now, I mean, winning these games are important, but they're not crucial. Whereas, you know, in three weeks from now or in a month from now, that all becomes crucial. And I feel like when the Jays are all together and, you know, Bo's back and everybody's ripping on all cylinders, I don't think this is going to be an issue. But I do, you know, the, the I think the, the ugly thing that keeps rearing its head is the base running. I think, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the, the, the coaches, managers, or the players taking it on themselves to make some of these errors. Um, or not take advantage of, of, of a situation. Um, I think that's what kind of bothers me. And, and to Craig's point a little bit, like when, when we're coaching or watching or, or whatever with Little League, I mean, you want kids to be aggressive. You want them to take every base. But when you're, when you're a professional athlete, you should, especially a professional baseball player, you should know when and, and when not to. And there's just a lot of free outs we don't need to be giving up. Free um, I hate free outs. It's yeah. the worst. Yeah. So I have to share this one comment we just got over the uh, feed here. And I'm, I'm assuming this is in the, to your comment about talking about Dalton Bar show a few minutes ago, but Michelle yep. on uh, our YouTube channel, this said, I hate that his back came alive just before a, an off day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that one stings just the touch, you know, um, to that point. I thought that was kind of amusing that that was perfectly timed in the conversation here. I had to share it. Um, Mr. Ballard, what are you thinking after the uh, series? Like, we did come up short on a couple of those games that might, like we said, those are two wins. We're ready for the taking. But I think, first of all, I think that's uh, Mish Beer on Twitter, and she has tickets for the baseball town, by the way. So I want to shout out Michelle there. <laughs> but yeah, the the weekend series, how could you be happy with it? Losing two out of three at home. I, I'm with, with Craig from Oliver uh, here. I'm with him on that one. That really... I, I need a moment to get to the disappointment of losing two out of three to Chicago because I'm still very much stuck in losing two out of those four to Cleveland. Now, if you're going to yes. lose two out of four to Cleveland as the road team, that's actually the goal. You play 500 on the road, take care of business at home. You're going to be fine. So big picture wise, two out of four, 
not the end of the world. But when you deep dive and really look at these games, <coughs> excuse me, the first three games were against rookies and the Blue Jays totaled one run against those rookies. Yep. Completely unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. The, the, hits, the, no hits, hitting, right? no yeah. hits, no threats going on. The situational hitting, all of it, I thought, was absolutely abysmal. You look at and this last week. This last week encapsulates encapsulates the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays. Look at Sunday. Sunday's oh, a 13-1 to victory at, at Fenway Park. The, the potential of the bats on display, the potential of the pitching staff on display. 13 runs on Sunday. That no day drop this week. Yeah, and the and sweep the series. The Blue Jays played Monday. They played Tuesday. They played Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. They total 13 runs from the 13 that they just got on Sunday. I mean, are you absolutely kidding me? Of course, there's some one for 10 games in there with runners in scoring positions. Don't slit your rich, Jason. But for me, for me, the bold head, uh, the runners in scoring position is, is, is a big reason for the bold head this year. For me, I'll tell you that right now. Hey, watch it, Craig. Why, hey, Craig, you still got a lot there. But if it keeps yeah, going. Between this, work and this is going to kill me someday. There you go. There you go. So the, and the, the Saturday game. I mean, that's one of those, that's baseball, right? What are you going to do? They're down 4-1. They come back. They, they give it up at the end there. Who is it that got the uh, the ground rule double? If it wasn't a ground rule double, the Blue Jays would have had the lead, right? That, that ground rule double made it. Uh, Espinal. It was Espinal. That ground rule double makes it 4-all. Biggio's yep. already crossed home plate with the fifth run, and the umpires tell him he has to go back. Shout out to Kevin Biggio doing well lately, by the way, as well. Yeah, anyway, and yes, yes. But it's that Friday game, gentlemen. That Friday game, you know, big series. The Chicago Cubs are in town. They're playing such good baseball. You're you're back home now. How are you not pumped? How are your eyes not on this prize? Because they laid such an egg in that in that Friday night game. And my biggest disappointment was that it was Jose Barrios. Who yeah. we've loved in 2023. This this was the this was one of the rare 2022 Jose Barrios is that we saw from 2023 Jose Barrios. So that's that's where I'm most disappointed. And I think it was Craig, our our host, uh, our, our Craig Craig uh, that, that said uh, the um uh, the, the thank God, thank goodness they won yesterday with that. I totally agree that that was that was massively what the doctor ordered. Uh, do I think they're eliminated if they get swept by the? Not at all, not at all. But losing two out of three at home already isn't ideal. Getting swept. When Boston very rudely has not gone away, and Seattle has very rudely gotten back in this race, my goodness, it is go time. It is go time for these wins. Yeah, yes. I've had it up you, here with Seattle, yeah, by the way. <laughs> they just won't go away. You thought they were trading their bullpen and everything. Yeah. They somehow got better, right? What the shit is this? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so that was the week that was. So let's talk about where we're going. Obviously, today is an off day, but there's an interesting tidbit here, guys. The Blue Jays haven't had an off day in 17 days. There's a bunch now. Yeah, there's yes. a bunch coming in the next couple three weeks. in the next week. Yeah, they'll get today. They get Thursday as a getaway day to go to, to the real big commute from Philadelphia to Cincinnati. You're going to go across one state and get there. As and an aside. Then they'll have another aside, one next Monday. As an aside, I may be able to get some uh, some good footage. My parents uh, are flying from flew to Vancouver, uh, from Vancouver to Toronto, and they are going to Cincinnati. Some friends of ours are season ticket holders with the Reds. And so they're going to go see the Jays play the Reds on Saturday, I think, or Sunday. 
Anyway, I was honestly okay. thinking about going until uh, I had offspring tickets this Sunday. So there is like that. the offspring, <laughs> the offspring for someone you made is doing a concert. Uh, no. no, I have a 13 year old. I'm gone. <laughs> I will have no hair left after that. And yeah. um, <laughs> bald is beautiful. Don't worry about it. Bald is beautiful. Well, uh, I'm gonna have a, the club. a crap ton of <laughs> LA La Cruz stuff at the house. Uh, if anybody needs anything, so I'll, I'm just—it's all I'm getting brought back. Votto and Dela Cruz, just buckets of it. So to that point, Votto was basically on Twitter the other day talking about the Jose Bautista mural, and I'm thinking secretly he Ooh. goes, "Well, where's my mural?" Because <laughs> that's Joey Votto. Oh yeah. <laughs> Make sure you get him as the bus driver in his new commercials. That he's like, "Come on, get back and play." <laughs> did you guys see him coming off? As again, as an aside, did you guys see him coming off BP the other day? And he's like filthy. He. So the joke was, is that no one works in BP. And so he laid down in the dirt (laughs) (laughs) dirty, and walked up to the sideline reporter who's doing a report with somebody else. And he's like filthy and just BP. (laughs) And they're like, Joey, he's like, that's how hard we work in BP. And he keeps walking. (laughs) And to that point, that's why the Reds are in a playoff race right now. That's just saying. So. It's not getting much easier. I'd say the Phillies and the Reds are not the not on the kind of streak that the Chicago Cubs are on right now, along with some of our AL East competition. But guys, these are some series that they have a chance to get a, some distance here, and you know, with everybody coming up and doing what they're doing with the Mariners, you know, the Red Sox aren't going away. The Yankees are kind of fading at this point. I feel like, but as soon as I say that, knock on desk, yeah, they're going to come back. Yeah, they're hurt. It's it, it's going to be hard to see them bounce back from all their pitching hurt injuries. And um, even watching Garrett Cole get all pissed off the other night was very amusing, but that's besides the point. Yes. <laughs> now, gentlemen, I will caution us here because let's not look past this Philly series. They're throwing Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. That's an awesome pitcher. And all, it's the same from that two game yeah. series. The Jays yeah. played in Philly yeah. a few weeks yeah. back. It was the same two pitchers and they dominated the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. So yeah. I don't mind not the glass half full. Yeah, I don't mind the glass half full approach here, right? But we there's no possible way we can look past Philly. They really need they to mind their Bryce Harper back now too. Is the other great guy. point, great point. And remember, coming out of this is the Cincy series. Then after that is three at Baltimore, and right after that, gentlemen, is twelve straight games against last place teams. So if the yep. Blue Jays can mind their p's and q's over this next stretch. The schedule opens up to uh, really opens up yeah. to some games where if the Blue Jays just show up for the game on time, they're going to get a bunch of wins. So this yes. stretch right now, Philly and Cincinnati, this is a big week for the Toronto Blue Jays, especially again with Seattle and Boston charging. The Correct. They need to be at least five hundred, and I would hope some better six hundred level in that whole thing would get them on that. Play Cito Gaston ball this coming week. Just nice. win the series. <laughs> just win the series. Just to say really quickly there, Sherbert is beat up. And remember, he had a monster home run when we played against him like the last time we played there. Harper yep. was hurt, too, with the back spasm. So you never know what's going on with him. And the Philly faithful aren't too happy with Trey Turner and having him sign over there when they got, they got him. So he's not playing well either. So pitching, great. I agree with you, Craig. Great point on the pitching coming we're going to be facing. But if their bats kind of slow down a little bit, maybe it's, a, it's an opportunity, opportunity for us to kind of pounce on them and get those, get those wins. I hope so. We owe them. They swept us a couple of weeks back. We owe these guys. Yeah, yeah we owe them. them. Hey, brotherly love. Them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. City of brotherly, brotherly love. Brotherly love. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. So. Now, wait a minute. Actually, I, I should I should just mention right now, because I'm about to get lambasted by the Philly fans, that was real nerve of me to say, we owe Philly. Are you kidding me? They're sitting there saying, from 1993, Craig, you got nerve. You got nerve. Hey, just to say, they've <laughs> yeah. done pretty good in those years where we sucked for yeah, infinity. That was well, yeah. Yeah. Bitch ever. Yeah, exactly. 
And not to mention they stole our favorite player in Roy Halladay yes. and then ran yes. nothing to but what three straight playoff appearances. Yeah. The, the rest of the team couldn't do it, but no. I think Roy Halladay might have done his part with a you know no hitter in the play, a perfect game in the play. Was no that good? All that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. Against that same Joey Votto, we were literally just hey, talking about. Nice, it hilarious. They're six degrees from Roy Holiday right there for you. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, boys, do you have any other topics anybody would like to throw into the conversation here before we wrap up with picks to click and our typical sign up of let's go blue Jays or uh, two claps of Ric Flair and let's go blue Jays. The, the only thing, and I, th- I think we should maybe can this for next week, maybe is this whole Wander Franco thing. Um, Oof. You know, Craig and I were talking about it at lunch today, and, and there's been a few, you know, there's a, a, a Pirates pitcher a number of years ago where this was another thing. And I, I'm not 100% sure if this is a cultural thing or it's, you know, because we were taught, we couldn't remember who the Pirate pitcher was, but he was very, very he was prominent. He was a closer. Yeah, yeah. And he was very, you know, open about Blue Jays are trying to trade for him at one point. Yeah, got, yeah. <laughs> and, and I can't remember his name. I don't know. You know, I know that Wander's 22. And I, I mean, apparently, you know, the the discussion was this girl is under 18. Um, it's, you know, I find it to be something that's like, have you guys ever seen a, a, a team go full stop on a dude like this when, I mean, none of it's proven. None of it's anything. It's at this mm-hmm. point right now. It's basically Twitter hearsay. He was and, his backpack day, and they pulled him, and they had him in the dugout, and they pulled him in the clubhouse. He's not traveling with the team to Philadelphia, San Francisco. Yeah, crazy. Well, we we have seen a full stop on this before in our own backyard. Roberto oh. Alomar, the oh, millisecond, right. the oh, millisecond yeah. that investigation was finished. Roberto Alomar was tossed out of baseball. The millisecond he was tossed out of baseball, he was tossed out of Toronto Blue Jay lore. The millisecond. Yeah. Case, in, yeah. case in point, Hicks has got his number on. Yeah. yeah. For example, for example, yeah, good point. Really good point. Yeah. My, it's amazing that my, my apparently I know how to pick him as a child because Alomar was my favorite player growing Me too. up. And Me Kelly, too. Craig, Kelly who Cooper. wasn't? Of course. Craig, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't help you with Gruber. Everybody yeah. loved Alomar. I can't help you with Kelly Gruber. Kelly Gruber loved Kelly Gruber. You've got to uh, say Gruber. that, but that's about it. <laughs> my grandma loved Kelly Gruber. There you oh, go. Oh, my God. She loved Kelly Gruber. <laughs> Felipe Vasquez. Yep. Yeah. Felipe Vasquez. Yeah, Craig for the internet win. Yep, that, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna thank the wonderful new uh, search tools that Google has now because that was what came from the AI thing. I was actually kind of oh, surprised that was know, actually did you, just have to, did you just have to think it and it came up? No, I typed it. In. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that ingrained in my head. I'm not. I didn't. I didn't allow I Elon to Elon to chip me or my vaccine to get a little too carried away. I guess at this point. So <laughs> what year was that? Right? Curiosity. What was that? What year was that? That Pittsburgh pitcher. Yeah. That wasn't too long ago, was it? I want to say it was in the last four or five years because I want yeah, to actually, it might have been 2016. That's what I said, 2016. Yeah. <laughs> stats guy. Greg's my stats guy. Yeah. That's why I bring him on <laughs> well, these long trips. Yeah. There you go. My stats guy that used to be on this show, Brandon Panikar, retired and on to better things, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Brandon. Hope all is well. <laughs> so, but on that point, it doesn't say the year. Okay, let's embarrass ourselves with our pick to click here. Let's go. Because this was a hokey, hokey, funky mess this week. So so last week, the picks were, and I'm not going to tell the names on this because I'm going to let the other two Craigs here decide who the actual winner might be. So we had Matt Chapman, Paul DeYoung, Vigio, and Varsho. Oh, Varsho last week, too. Last week. It'd be up every game, including and up to last night. 
He might be right. Craig might be right. What do you think, Craig? I'm thinking, I mean, if it includes yesterday, how could it not be of our show? But I'm going to go with Kevin Biggio. Who, so yeah. who had, who had who? I mean, I had to so, be young. I know that. Our show has been the guest's carryover. Ken had the Biggio pick. You had Dion well, we as you, to, we you can't, know, can't, unfortunately can't admitted earlier. <laughs> yeah, we can't give it to Ken. He's not here. We can't give it to him. He's running away with it. <laughs> he, he can't take the trophy because he's so. not here. Uh, <laughs> I got it. So we'll give one to the guest spot here. So the guest spot now has three wins to my three wins. Jason, you have four. And Ken is running away, as you mentioned, with it with eight currently yeah. on the it's season out of the many weeks it's of Toronto Blue Jays baseball. So we're going to let – yeah, we're going to let Locked on Jays Craig go first here, picking for the ge- the guest spot. I'll go uh, Brandon Belt. The uh, uh, As much as I like uh, what Phillies bring into town with their pitchers, Belt's actually hit these guys. And uh, Brandon Belt, I mean, mark it down right now. You already know he's going to get about, what, six walks this week. I mean, you, you can jot that down now. <laughs> yeah. So on base-wise, I'm, I'm going to be looking okay. This is what this guy does. Two-butt <laughs> single. Excuse me. I'm going to go Brandon Belt. And you know what? You know what's really odd? Now, this one's not for the faint of heart, but as a side note, would you believe Paul DeYoung owns Zach Wheeler? Four for, I think, four for seven with a pair of home runs and like a pair of doubles or something like that. So, Jason, this was the week. Jason meant this week of Paul DeYoung. That's what he meant. As long as you don't win, you're allowed to carry a pickover. Oh, wow. (laughs) But officially, I'll go Brandon Belt. There yeah, it is. And to that point, sneaky pick because, like I said, like you said, he's faced all these guys in the National yes. League. So he's got a little yeah. bit more on the book history against these guys, yeah. especially probably Wheeler and uh, who, who is it? Wheeler nope. and who Aaron, is it? Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola, yeah. So um, let's just say Vancouver slash Oliver BC, Craig. You can go <laughs> next for the. Uh, we're going to let you pick for Ken. I really like uh, the Brandon Bell pick because I agree with you. He's got a lot of history in the National League and he's got some history against him. So that's a phenomenal pick. Um, I don't know if I can do it, but I know with David Schneider, he had a really hot start in Boston, and he kind of tailed off a bit. I think he's just going to, you know, a little change of scenery. I think he's going to bounce back, and I think he's going to have a big surprising series. So I'm going to go with David Bold. Ken would I say he's going to get a shot probably at least tomorrow night. You would think at least one of these next two yeah, games yeah, with yeah. what, you know, you know, Biggio's really had a few decent games, but Espinal's been offensively. You challenge know, right? yeah. he's yeah. gonna play third base if chapman's still well, having the day, he's he's day hot, right and he hits them i mean he's gonna hit the bench right yeah. so yeah yeah me so, or you no good pick jason you go me being the you host i'm always nice to my guests and I'm, you're uh, technically a guest yeah <laughs> i'm going i i'm gonna go deep i'm going deep cut on this one Uh-oh. um and here's my thinking my thinking is is that i feel like this guy is 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 poised to explode and I want to be a part of that explosion week. And I am going George Springer. There it is. Springer Dinger is coming. Oh, yeah. That would be a nice Springer pick, Dinger. too. You know what? Also a guy that's had some experience with the National League weirdness that was the Houston Astros. He's seen yep. some of these guys, too, for that point. Especially Houston Wheeler, Houston. I want to say he's seen a lot. He's, so, he's a Houston he's asshole. Right. He's, he's an asshole. <laughs> oh, too funny. Um. I think I'm going to ride the Varsho wave. I haven't picked him in like hmm. 10 weeks. <laughs> and you haven't picked a catcher in two weeks. So, yeah. Well, I apparently I only pick catchers that are my catchers are the only ones that win with me. I've had yeah, one with Jansen, pitches, one with Kirk, and then I've had one with Witt. Those are my three wins. <laughs> We're going to start calling Danny Jansen pinata because yeah. he gets hit so much. There is that. Oh, crazy. 
or call him Boink or something like that. <laughs> well, how about Tin Cup? You guys remember that part in Tin Cup, right? They're like, yeah. why do they call him Tin Cup? And he's like, it's a better nickname than Clank. <laughs> that is a good one. And, uh, typical, and, just, and that's also Six Degrees from ba- Baseball being Kevin Costner movie, too. So, oh, wow. that. <laughs> so that's a good one. If anybody, it's, as far as a sports movie enthusiast, Tin Cup is a good one. Very All humorous. Right, baby, and we're Yep, we're ready to go. So on that fact, Craig, do you would you like to promo any more of your work before we sign off? No, I, I mean, uh, Locked on Jays on Twitter. Uh, the Locked on Blue Jays uh, podcast has a YouTube page, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I would say a good day would be taking in the Locked on Blue Jay podcast during the day and then heading over to bird watching uh, at night. I would say that that's going to get you your Toronto Blue Jay fix pretty well, and hopefully – the more the merrier. We hope to see you September 10th, Comedy Bar on the Dan Forth for, for Baseball Town. But uh, I thought this was going to be a lot of fun, gentlemen. And just to be totally honest, th- this was even more fun than I thought. So I really appreciate you, gentlemen. As we said at the beginning, right, we're about to talk Toronto Blue Jay baseball. I mean, this is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. To that point, Craig, obviously, we'll make sure you get a chance to come on anytime you would like. So links, make sure awesome. we keep chatting. We did retweet the link to your fun with the comedy bar and made sure we put that out. So we have a few people that were chiming into the chat here while we were going that wanted to know where to find the link. To I'll be fire able to it out tickets. on my stuff, too. I know Appreciate a lot of people still live in Toronto. Yep. So. So want to make Thank sure you. we made that fully available for everybody. We will hunt down and find you know, rather than sifting through your Twitter account, our yeah. Twitter account. Just, <laughs> I think lost I found Blue it. Jay verse. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, and on that note, Blue Jays fans, this has been another lovely evening of Jaybird watching here with our guest, Craig Ballard. Um, Craig Steele, is that what it was? Sure. Sorry. Sterling. <laughs> so, oh. and obviously my buddy here, Jason, uh, that's always here every week. And, we're live every Monday at 7 p.m. Make sure you join the conversation. Thank you to everybody that did chime in this evening, even if it Thanks, was Michelle. just to ask for tickets. Thanks, <laughs> that point, it was a fun time. Guys, appreciate it. It's been fun. Good deal. And um, until then, if you need anything else, make sure you find us wherever you get your podcasting pleasures for. If you don't catch the live show, we are always on anywhere you can get your podcasts from, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, apple music whatever it might be we are there even on audible now so if you're one of those people that has that wonderful fun subscription you can just get us for free on there too so make sure you listen in on that note boys it's that typical time for two claps and a rick flair and a let's go blue jays one two three Woo! let's, let's go, go blue jays blue jays thank you for listening to the jaybird watching podcast Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, at BirdwatchingGC, and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining us to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays, go. Woo! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.